I'm actually an engineer by background, right? So oh my gosh, wow! <laughs> yeah, so it was crazy. I mean, I know HR is one part, but you know, when I one of these courses that we went and they said, you know, start writing poetry, and all of us were, you know, all of us who are real, like you know, engineers and and people legal, and I was like, we we don't even know how to write poetry. We're not creative. But I tell you, once we started, you know, it just flowed. I I think. There's just something, the beauty of poetry, it just flows within you. I mean, it's, I mean, you don't have to be a genius at it. You, it just comes from the heart. I think that's the beauty of it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. This week, I am really, really excited that I've had the great privilege to include two guests from the beautiful country of Malaysia uh, coming to share their insights, their experiences, their ideas about their work in Malaysia with the rest of us in all the world. So it's going to be a very exciting conversation to be today about humanizing the workplace. And we're going to have this conversation with somebody who has been leading HR, corporate strategy, project management for a long time, leading transformation in work and HR. But not only that, somebody who also has a passion for poetry, traveling, <laughs> and humanity. So Zahira, <laughs> welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here, Enrique. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with me. And I got to ask you first this question. How mm -hmm. does poetry influence your work as a human leader how does what is there is there a connection in there <laughs> so you know it's funny i mean okay i have a love for rumi so um you know i love all things rumi and if you if you ever attend any of my um talks or what i will always either start or end with rumi but i think beyond that i mean i'm actually an engineer by background right so oh my gosh <laughs> wow <laughs> So it was crazy. I mean, I know HR is one part, but you know, when I, one of these courses that we went and they said, you know, start writing poetry and all of us were, you know, all of us who are real, like, you know, engineers and, and people legal. And I was like, we, we don't even know how to write poetry. We're not creative. But I tell you, once we started, you know, it just flowed. I, I think there's just uh, something, the beauty of poetry, it just flows within you. I mean, it's, I mean, you don't have to be a genius at it. You, it just comes from the heart. I think that's the beauty of it. So that's, yeah. That's that, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? I, I am also an engineer and working yeah. in HR and doing all that I do now. Keep, it's like going to the gym, but for the right brain, right? For the emotional <laughs> brain. Uh, so I, I keep that brain, you know, pretty strong. I guess poetry does something very similar. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. You've got to kind of, you know, balance both sides of your brain. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, Zahira, once again, thank you so much for being with me today. And, okay. uh, you know, talking about poetry, what a more beautiful poetry in the workplace that building a workplace that uh, is for the humans. And that, that is the meaning of, you know, like of poetry, building a beautiful poem in the workplace. And let me begin by asking you this. A lot of people talking these days about humanizing the workplace. So let's begin by this question. What does a humanized workplace look like? You know, for me, and that's why I said, you know, I, I, I kind of, I kind of went into HR and I, and I always tell this to everybody, right? Um, 
HR um, was one of the best experiences I had is because you then really get to see the people side of things, right? Which as much as people say, you know, the business is delivering the strategies, the, you know, the bottom line, it's not, it's the people. Yeah. And, and I think HR, and I always say this, you know, um, HR is also in a business and it's the business of people. And that's the most important business of all in any company, in any corporation, in any setup. And I think that's where, when you see from the lens of people as human beings, and, and you know, we get to connect at that level. I, I think the way we work changes a lot because, you know, at the end of the day, if you think about it, you know, we, we have the best relationship with people who understand us, right? With people right. who accept us for who we are. And I think that's where humanizing comes to me, where, you know, it's we have to embrace the diversity and, and, and but we have to be inclusive with each other, right? And we know that we are all different, but we must be able to embrace one another. And I think seeing everyone uh, in a positive light, seeing everyone as a human being, as a fellow human being, because I think there's so much more that we share and there's so much more that connects us than divides us. Yeah. I think when we are able to do that, we become less robotic in our ways at the workplace and we, we actually just embrace our human self, which is who we really truly are at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And, you know, I, I, I dream with like yourself with a workplace where you know people know that they come to work and deliver a product or a service but they can yeah. be who they are right and they can yeah. they can enjoy being around of other people who also want to be who they are uh, now there are so many barriers to this otherwise it would have already happened uh, yeah. why why is it that we don't yet have this kind of workplace on a more mainstream uh, level, if you will. I mean, there are some workplaces that are like this, but this is not mainstream, even though they talk about it is mainstream. Why is it that we don't have a place, a workplace yet where people can fully be who they are and accept others and embrace others for also being who they are? I mean, that's an amazing, and it's a that million dollar question, right? Why? I mean, when you think about it, it's so simple, right? Just yeah. be who you are, just be a human being, you know? Think, but I think you know, and I think that's the reality, right? When we grow up and we're becoming adults, uh, we lose that childlike innocence in us, right? We become so, uh, I think we kind of put barriers in ourselves. We come in, we need to have a facade. Sometimes we need to, uh, you know, I think we also, I think in the workplace, everyone is scared to be a failure, right? In that yeah. sense. I, I think that is ultimately why we start then behaving in a manner that, um, you know, I don't think it's who we truly are, but I think it's the ecosystem that creates it where, you know, everyone is chasing performance and everybody is chasing um, uh, uh, deliverables and everybody is out to, you know, I think everyone thinks that, you know, to, to be successful, they need to outdo others. But I think <laughs> everybody forgets that we can win together. And I think that is the spirit of who we are as, you know, as the, as the human race. And I think that has been forgotten because, Perhaps, you know, as, as to me, and, and again, that's why I, I do wonder why it's so difficult, but it could also be, you know, the way the world has evolved in all the industrial ages, right? It was very much a manufacturing, very much the rigor and discipline of, of, of behaving in this almost robotic manner. That I think now, 
especially when I always people, you know, everybody talks about this being the digital era and all. I call it the human era. It's where you can actually use all this connectivity to really connect deeper with one another. So um, I, I think it really is not impossible, but I think everybody kind of has to pause and say, hey, everyone is part of my tribe. Everyone is part of me. I want everybody to succeed. And I think, and I think it starts. Um, it's not an impossible dream, but I think we need more people to now create this movement and push it forward. And and you know, who better than the people who are in the business of people, right? Yeah, yeah I, I I love that. And um, in fact, I I call this era the era of the human revolution. Yeah. And the reason why I think about that is because we are we are still dragging a lot of old structures, you know, structures where the human was not a human, was a thing. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, women are thing to reproduce and men are thing to work. And yeah. we're dragging a lot of that mindset uh, in our yeah. organization and in the way we behave. But people are looking for something different now. You know, they are looking for companies that take care of the planet. They are looking for people who can be themselves. They are looking to do work, but work in which they can you know, bring their talent and flourish, right? And, and be appreciated for what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is this is really a revolution in the workplace because it's completely different from what we had in the past. And, and I'm hoping like you, that not being impossible, but difficult that we can actually build it. Let me ask you this, uh, from, a, from a nature leadership perspective, we are in the business of people and if, if we have other leaders that do not believe in this, how do we convince them to build this kind of organization, an organization that is human? What do we tell them to say, let's, let's do it differently. You know, let's do it better than anything that we had in the past. What, what do we do about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I always believe that, first of all, we need to role model, right? We need to be the change we want to see. So, and, and I think that's where it's so important. Like if you say when we, I think maybe if you think about collectively the HR fraternity or people within the, uh, oh, you know, to me, I, you know, I used to have this uh, hashtag, everyone is HR, because everyone, <laughs> and I used to do that. That was one of the things I started when I moved into HR, right? As like I said, I was from the business and I used that because I said, everyone is HR because all of us, at least even as a manager, we look after other people mm -hmm. or even we are leaders as ourselves and leaders to others and leaders to the business we run. So, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's about that role modeling, right? Because I do believe inherently people are good. Everybody wants to come to the office or come to the workplace and make a difference, right? People come for a purpose and they want to create that meaning. And that's how then they, you know, deliver performance and ultimately that drives the profits if, if you think about from a business lens, right? But to me, I don't think that, um, I think sometimes it's just, again, when I say, connect to the things that 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 binds us together rather than you know uh, than then divides us and and that's where a lot of the role modeling has to come in and a lot of the um, uh, leadership drive has to be there because um, you you will people will remember um, you know leaders that make that create an impact that create that right experience for them and I'm not just talking about leaders I'm talking about everybody in the workplace yeah. right so so I think that's very important because to me it's about redefining the experience and the experience is how you experience it 
it's a human emotion. Your experience, my experience, they're all different. There's no right or wrong, but it's how are you creating that new experience that makes you feel valued? And I think I, everybody has that ability to do it if you think about it. That, that, that is so powerful. And in fact, uh, this week that I was interviewing uh, one, of, one of my guests from Malaysia, she mm -hmm. said to me, uh, we have to build a memorable experience for people in the workplace. And it's exactly yeah. what you're saying um, because people will move to another work uh, and, or have another job and they will remember how memorable their experience yeah. uh, was. And, you know, it does, they won't remember necessarily the tasks they did or how mo even how mm -hmm. much they were paid. They will, they will remember how memorable it was, whether positive or negative, and we better do it positively for, for everybody else, right? Um, and, and I think this is fascinating. And, uh, and of course, you know, dreaming to have a workplace where that when people leave, if they actually end up leaving, they say, wow, what an experience I just had um, at that work. So Zahira, let me ask you this question to, to wrap up our conversation. Actually, I'm gonna ask you though too. Uh, I'm gonna begin with this one. Uh, if there was one start of the journey to build this human workplace that you are describing, they, like the, 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 the step number one, what, what would that step be? What, where would you begin building this? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, you know, I, I will always say, you know, I use this, um, you know, IBM's motto is think. Apple says think different. I will say think human, right? Start mm. with, you know, as a human being, think yeah. human. Start simple, with that. simple as that. Just human, yeah. Love <laughs> it. <laughs> Think human. My last question to you is going to be: Do you have any favorite Rumi's quote that you would want to share Ooh. with us? I have a lot, but okay, the one I use a lot is um, "Only from the heart can you touch the sky." That's one that I use a lot. Um, the other one is um, you know, let your kindness be like the rain. It doesn't um, you know, it doesn't care with whom it drops upon. Oh, so I love yeah, it. yeah, I have tons of roomy quotes. Oh, you and I love it. Later. Love it. There, you know, like think like talking about think human in the workplace, you know, let your kindness, let your thinking about thinking of humans be the rain that you know, falls upon everybody else in the workplace. So, uh, Zahira, yeah. thank you so much for spending this time with me. Wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Take care. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. I will see you all soon. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.